You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is 8.02, Wednesday, May 24th. It is a busy, busy day. I'm recording one episode, a pre-recording of the show. Dan Lyons, uh, he has written for Silicon Valley, the HBO, or maybe I should say the Max show. I'm not even sure what the hell it's called anymore. Uh, his new uh, book is called Shut the F*** Up and uh, STFU um, that, and why we should be uh, talking less and listening more. Music to my ears. Uh, I will be pre-recording with him at one and then at three we debut our Alpha Beta Talks with the warrior herself, Rini Huey Lipton, who is sitting here in the audience uh, bright and early, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning. Uh, on the west coast um is this uh are you enjoying these 5 a.m rises or are you cursing me for it or uh or is it becoming kind of part of your routine i mean if you think about it like ultimately we um we have a certain time that we wake up i mean think about this just in terms of uh, neuroplasticity if you will um we have certain times we wake up maybe most i would say most anyone waking up honestly like beyond 7 a.m um is i like i'm i mean 7 a.m it's like it's like how well if you were commuting it's impossible i suppose if you're working from home then sure uh obviously a lot depends on when you go to sleep so like i'm not like uh, there are many 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 factors but i guess the point i'm trying to make is if you were used to waking up at six and now you wake up at five um that's an easy compensation at worst um, it is an hour less of sleep. At best, it is an adjustment of going to sleep an hour earlier. And the reality is there's probably about a little, you know, six of one and half a dozen of the other in terms of maybe 30 minutes less. So there is a compromise. But th that's quantity. But the quality is when we start to look at our mornings. I mean, it is Wellness Wednesday. When we look at our mornings and we think about um, productivity. Now, you know, like, let's, let's be clear, we're not machines. We shouldn't wake up in the morning and hit the ground running. 
in terms of intensity emails and you know proposals and briefs and and brainstorming that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is uh and i did it i mean i did it for about a year um which is maybe less than a year but this idea of 5am being able to plug in and actually listen to to material to content sometimes participate that actually fed my my soul my mind my heart my brain um that actually was the ultimate multitask it was the ultimate multitask um and uh, oh i just got my name i just got my name for um for today's episode the ultimate multitask i do this now i write it down so that i don't forget uh rini says totally part of my routine now plus menopause has been not sleeping anyway um i don't know if i was meant to read that but i did um because you typed it um uh just sidebar, why the hell is the word men in menopause? Somebody needs to tell me that. Should it not be called womenopause? Why is it called menopause? Anyway, that's probably uh, material for someone else far more professional and funnier than I am. Um, but but I, I call it the, the ultimate multitask because, you know, you don't just sit like still. I mean, you can... And actually sitting still from 5 to 6 in the morning, um, it's dark, um, it's quiet, it's peaceful. Um, I typically used to do it with with um, a cup of coffee in my hand. Um, but more importantly, I would let the dog out, I would take the trash out, I would unload the dishwasher. I was, I was multitasking, but in a very uh, productive and non-intense alpha you know, type way, um, and a type way, I should say, and it worked. And, you know, and I, and I would think to myself, you know, we talk about competitive advantage, it would be 6 a.m. and most people are waking up and I'm already not just one hour into my day, I'm like three hours into my day because certain chores, you know, the dog out, the dishwasher, the trash, all of that is done and... And I actually have some inspiration, some fodder, some thoughts. You know, for me, it's 8 a.m. And it's almost like too late. I think, oh, maybe I should be doing it earlier. That's part of me. Um, but the other thing is I've just just the content that has come out of this, the ideas. Um, and the fact that I'm, um, I have enough content to uh, put out two or three LinkedIn newsletters now, um, auditions every week. And it's really, really top class. Like I got to say, I'm not just, yeah, I'm not just saying that. I'm just like, it, it's, it's, I'm not really proud of the work. Um, I'll tell you um, what I've got even just in the hopper. Um, I've got, these are just some that I haven't even had a time, um, uh, a chance, I should say, um, to, um, to actually print, uh, to print, to publish. Um, it's just amazing how much, how much I'm able to create. Because at the end of the day, we talk about being a creator. This is what it is to be a creator. So I've got Unleashing the Viking Within, How Burning the Boats Revolutionizes Success in Life and Business. I've got Dunbar's Dilemma, Can Blue Chip Brands Really Create Genuine Communities or Are They Doomed to Superficiality? I've got Permissionless Permission, The Evolution of Marketing in the Web3 World. I've got Scaling Intimacy for NFT Communities, Hat Tip Dunbar. So that was kind of like my part two. Um, I've got Loneliness versus a Loneliness. I still haven't even published that, Understanding the Value of Time Spent in Our Lives. Like this is some of the best stuff I've ever put out, to be honest. And uh, it's all coming from this, this session. And suddenly I look down and I see now there are five people in the room. So hello to Christopher and Bez and Tim Jensa, um, so um, we're just talking about the power of this hour, the power hour, um, and and what gets done, and the content that we can create, um, and how this actually just sets the tone for the rest of the day, being efficient and productive with our time, making the most of our time, but not doing it in the most intense way, and and I think that's the key point. Um, it's a what a day ahead. I mean, um, this coffee 
and then uh, Dan Lyons shut the f- up STFU at one. Um, I did uh, actually set that up in case anyone here um, wants to actually um, uh, listen in and, and participate. Dan is a very, very accomplished um, author and, and, and thought leader. Um, his credentials are incredible. Um, and so I'm just going to put that in the cafe chat. That's at one. And then, of course, at three, um, I see uh, Christopher you've uh, and Tim and Jensa, you've all registered. Bez, I don't know if you have yet, but um, if you can make it. But, um, uh, you know, it's slow and steady wins the race. Like I'm being, you know, I, th- I think we can look at things two ways, right? We can um, we can just kind of recognize that everything, right, every journey begins with a first step. It's just as simple as that, right? Every journey begins with a first step. So, you know, today at the moment we have uh, 12 registrants. Some will show, some won't. Uh, no, Bez, you did, you did register. Um, in a way, if we think about it, like everyone here is on it. Um, so that's telling us that we're still kind of trapped in our own bubble, that, that, that our circle of influence right now is, is still very much kind of inside the collective cafe. Um, but there are 13 of them. So the question is, will we be growing over time or not? Your ideas are welcome in terms of how to get the message out, how to spread the word. You know, in, in part, um, each speaker will hopefully share with their own network and support. I mean, part of my message as I reach out to them um, is is please help us, help us grow this. And, you know, this is why, you know, being very um, um, above board and, and, and transparent and upfront with them. And um, and I think it will continue to grow. There is a POAP, which is cool. Um, and, uh, you know, what we are releasing today is that um, we, we're not going to, we're, we're, let's just put it this way. Uh, it it would behoove you to, especially if you're looking to get a full membership pass, potentially for free, uh, to collect 13 POAPs uh, because there's going to be uh, a POAP for every speaker and uh, the window for that POAP will be the 30 minutes of the actual talk. Um, and um, we're going to start experimenting a little bit. So, you know, maybe, maybe... Like, I don't have a problem with this group having a little bit of an unfair advantage because you know about it. I mean, I did tweet about it and I did put it on LinkedIn. Um, and we should share it, right? We shouldn't hog, you know, that idea for ourselves. Um, we should incentivize people to collect the entire series. Isn't that kind of cool, this idea of collecting the series of speakers to know that you were there in the audience live? Um, I still haven't even fully decided if um, these will only be available live and, you know, as in you missed it, too bad, so sad. Um, but because this is a preview period, I'll, I'll probably be a little bit more um, liberal about it. Uh, certainly, I'm going to give the uh, the content to the speakers and tell them they're very welcome um, to um, share it and, and do whatever they need to do. Um, I do need to get some design uh, I'm a little bit behind on design. I would have liked maybe a nice overlay, uh, like a border, like an Alpha Collective border. Maybe there's still time to do it today, you know, on Canva, um, so that that they can be nicely branded. Um, we do obviously have the Alpha Collective logo that sits on the top right, so that's cool. Um, so it's going to be fun to to see what we can produce in twenty plus ten minutes um, today. So um, today, today. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, an article. Well, it's not even an article, uh, but I want to talk about this, uh, the, the concept of social media uh, toxicity. Um, from what I understand, now I saw um, the headline. In fact, the uh, headline was a CNN headline, but now I've got the CBS article in front of me. And I believe that uh, Vivek Murthy, uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy, who's the Surgeon General, was on 60 Minutes, and this is where it all stems from. Um, so this is from CBS News, 60 Minutes, and it says, social media spreads extreme, inappropriate, and harmful content to adolescents, says Surgeon General. So I'll read to you like the bulk of the article and then and then kind of come in with some thoughts. 
the United States Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, uh, Tuesday issued a new advisory warning of the mental health effects of social media on young people. While noting some benefits of the online platforms, the report warns of increasing concern and ample indicators that social media can have a profound risk of harm to the mental health and well-being of children and adolescents. The 19-page report acknowledges that further research is needed and that online youth well-being is shaped by many complex factors, including screen time, content, and countless strengths and vulnerabilities of individual users. But the headline of the advisory is a stark warning. With about 100 studies, warnings, and surveys cited, the advisory analyzes social media's influence on everything from kids' body image to their social well-being to their sleep patterns. Dr. Murthy is calling for, for urgent action in the development and implication of safer online policies and practices. The most common question parents ask me is, is social media safe for my kids? The answer is that we don't have enough evidence to say it's safe. And in fact, there is growing evidence that social media use is associated with harm to young people's mental health, Murthy said in a statement. Research cited in the advisory shows how platforms including Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok have solidified their position within American society with up to 95% of people ages 13 to 17 engaged online and more than a third saying they use social media almost constantly. The advisory also details how the rise in social media platforms has proven to be associated with an increase in depression and anxiety and may have contributed to more than 300,000 new cases of depression across U.S. college campuses. Although social media platforms commonly require a minimum user age of 13, nearly 40% of children in the U.S. ages 8 to 12 use social media. The report from one of America's top public health officials explores the vulnerabilities of these young minds linking frequent social media use with possible shifts in the part of the brain responsible for emotional impulse control, emotional learning, and moderating social behavior. It states that for, that for certain developmental ages, for example, girls 13, 11 to 13 years old and boys 14 to 15 years old, adolescent social media use can be predictive of a subsequent decrease in life satisfaction. Once on social media, it's easy for kids to get sucked in because their frontal lobe, the thinking part of the brain, is not fully developed, said Dr. Jacqueline Halpern, a psychologist at Washington Behavioral Medicine Associates, um, in light of the advisory. The content keeps them coming back for more, even when it's not good for them, even when it makes them feel bad. It really hits on the emotions that can make them more vulnerable. Uh, According to the Surgeon General's advisory, extreme, inappropriate, and harmful content continues to be easily and widely accessible. And Dr. Murthy points to the tech platforms writing that content can be spread through direct pushes, unwanted content exchanges, and algorithmic designs. Issues ranging from eating disorders to stunted sleeping patterns to sexual exploitation, self-harm, acute depressive episodes, and even to possible factors that lead to suicide and the onset of Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, ADHD, uh, are stated as being possibly linked to youth screen time and social media use. The final pages of the advisory call on on policymakers, tech companies, parents, users, and researchers to mind their roles in addressing this urgent public health issue through more rigorous safety standards for young users, aiming to better protect them not only from harmful content, but exploit design and data collection features. Our children and adolescents don't have the luxury of waiting years until we know the full extent of social media impact. Their childhoods and development are happening now, Dr. Murthy wrote. At a moment when we are experiencing a national youth mental health crisis, now is the time to act swiftly and decisively to protect children and adolescents from risk of harm. As 60 Minutes reported in December, more than 1,200 families are pursuing lawsuits against social media companies. These suits allege that content and features on social media platforms have a deeply detrimental impact on the mental health of children and in some cases uh, lead to children's deaths. More than 150 lawsuits are expected to move forward this year. 
So, so that's that's the article. Um, I did see the original article that that caught my eye. Um, actually spoke about, um, and it like really hit close to home for me, especially because I have a fifteen-year-old, um, almost sixteen. Um, about the fact that they are. Um, I'm, I want to try and find the actual article, um, but it actually talks about how they are pretty much. Um, on their phones at midnight and 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 late when they should be sleeping, so I want to actually find that that um, clip um, and and see um, you know that data point. Um, so I'm just kind of skimming um, through a few. Maybe if if someone finds it in the audience, you can share it. But there was definitely uh, one data point that spoke about them being uh, online. Um, you know, late at night and essentially kind of, um, you know, close to midnight or after midnight. So there you have it. I mean, um, you know, we had the uh, social dilemma. Um, there's, it definitely seems right now, um, and, and and we have some pretty bad actors. I mean, we don't, we, <laughs> we've got, look, we, we've got a, a, a lawsuit, right, in Montana. Montana banning TikTok. I'm not really sure how you can do that, but they've banned TikTok from the state. Um, and, you know, and, and, and clearly you've got the whole China China uh, connection with TikTok. Um, you've got really kind of, I would say, um, bad acting going on within the Facebook, Instagram um, uh, frame uh, with you know, Frances Hogan, I think that's her name, the Facebook whistleblower. Um, never really, I've never really heard, um, you know, uh, war stories about Pinterest or um, I, or even Snapchat. I mean, maybe Snapchat just had, has great PR, but I've never really heard so much about Snapchat. And then, of course, you know, Twitter. <laughs> Hello, Twitter. Like, where do you even begin with Twitter? Um I mean, it is just a shit show um, post uh, Elon Musk, but even pre Elon Musk. I just also saw an article today. I was thinking, like, if we, you know, I might even reference it. But there's, uh, I guess, um, I, I found out about it through actually Linda uh, Yaccarino because you know she's using Twitter. Surprise, surprise, um, to push back and you know to certainly, I think, um, shall we say. Um, you know, uh, communicate strength uh, as she should. Like I don't really uh, have have at all uh, an issue with that. Let me just uh, put in the the quote um, or the tweet, I should say. So this is Linda Yaccarino, um saying, "As someone used to wearing four inch heels, let's be crystal clear. I don't teeter." Twitter two point hashtag Together We Rise, and uh, she is commenting on an article that said from Wired that says, according to people who study workplace gender dynamics, Twitter's newest CEO, Linda Yaccarino, is the latest victim of a pernicious pattern known as the glass cliff. All right. Now, what is the glass cliff? Uh, If this doesn't incentivize Rini to come up at some point, nothing will. Um, But the glass cliff basically says um, it's a pattern in which companies uh, led into crisis by men suddenly appoint women leaders. And I guess, you know, I haven't read that yet, um, but my sense there would be this idea of being set up to fail. Um, So we can can come back to that in a moment. Um, But I just mentioned that in light of Twitter, which is Twitter has been like a cesspool for you know, doc, uh, undoxed hate and bullying, and and it's just been. I mean, the 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 pool of toxicity, the cesspool, you know, epicenter, ground zero for toxicity is Twitter. Um, and and by the way, Linda Yaccarino, um, you know, she was head of sales for NBC. So now suddenly she's she's the CEO of of a of a tech platform. Um, you know, even the Twitter two point and together we rise. Um, it's it seems to me to be just in 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 if one hashtag can say anything, it seems to be a little um, wishful, hopeful, naive, maybe um, well intentioning to be sure. 
Um, but the together we rise, I'm not sure who the we is, I'm not sure what the together is, and I don't know what rise is. So <laughs> other than that, I think it's a great hashtag. Um, so, I mean, how do we fix this? And, you know, we had a great conversation about inefficient meetings, and and I was talking about the software, you know, that, for example, can just immediately... Um, prevent you from booking back-to-back meetings. You have to wait a certain amount of time before you book a meeting. Like there are, technology is the curse and the blessing. Technology is both the enemy and also um, the savior. It is both the problem and the solution. Um, For example, um, I was thinking, you know, if social media was just not allowed so let me take a step back. Why are kids under the age of 13 or whatever on social media? Because um, their parents or themselves, but generally their parents, let's, let's go back a step. Um, let's look at the ages, the ages in which um, children are given phones or even not phones, but iPads or iPod touches with Wi-Fi. So the minute they have access, those times those moments are getting um, earlier and earlier. Why? Many reasons. Um, we, can, we can absolutely cite weak parents. Like let's, you know, let's point the finger at ourselves first, um, giving in. You know, it almost seems like when a parent goes, oh, you know, my kid is 12 and they don't have a phone. What? They don't have a phone? But how do they tell you where they are so you can pick them up at any hour of the day? You know, like how do they communicate with you? It's like, how did we communicate with our phones? So phones are being given, um, phones, let alone, you know, just Wi-Fi enabled devices, earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. Um, Now, whether that's weak parents or just the fact that there's so much societal pressure, peer pressure, uh, uh, influence and pressure being exerted from, from inside, which I think is more the case than not, um, eventually, you know, the, the weak parent part is, oh, like, let me just give them a phone and take them off my hands, give me a break, you know, so I can do other things. You know, they're quieter when they're on the phone. But boy, oh boy, does that come at a cost. So they're getting the phones earlier. Even if um, there is an age limit in terms of accessing some of these platforms, and I do not believe there are, you know, you probably at the age of six or seven can't, get a TikTok account, but there's a way around it, obviously, by just putting in a fake birth date, you know, whether it's the kid doing it or the parent doing it on behalf of the kid. Again, it comes at a price. So now you've got these kids that are online, that are on these platforms, younger and younger, right? The question then comes down to who, you know, draws the line, who puts their foot down. Now, if it's the parent, then the parent is... You know the 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 parent is the 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 bad guy or 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 the you know the doctor evil the bad you know the 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 parent is now punishing the kid, right? It it I suppose I mean the libertarians and everyone else will be up in arms if if the government does it. Um, so who's left? Well, the platforms surely the platforms should be able to work with the providers, the apples, the Samsungs, and just say if we can verify age and do it legitimately, that their use of social media switches off at a certain time. That's my first silo before handing over to you, Rini, um, which is like surely that's, that's the f- place you begin. I'm not saying that that's the answer, but that certainly should be the first focus area, that at a certain yeah. age you should not be able to use these social media applications and that should not be subjectively or left up to the parent. That should be coming from some kind of authority and to me, the only people that should be doing this are the platforms themselves. What do you think about the whole subject, Rini? Yeah, I, I, I totally actually agree, which, which surprises me. But I, I think, you know, the new corporate social responsibility has to be, you know, stepping up and into the breach on a, in a lot of ways, you know, um, and and this is one way. 
you know, how much time, you know, do they spend on, you know, I have, I have two kids who grew up in this era and, you know, we looked at it, it as another way to torture our children by talking to them ad nauseum about sort of the issues of social media. I mean, this is a, this is, you know, we, they have a dad who, when they, when we walked in on our 13 year old looking at porn, uh, you know, online turned it into, you know, a 30 minute, you know, lecture uh, to our son and his friends about, you know, uh, the economics of of you know sex work and h- how it affects women. So <laughs> you know we know how to turn every good thing into into a lecture. But the reality is that you know we have to look at not only time, but why uh, why not sort of also be pushing messages out saying, hey, notice you've been sort of on you know these beauty sites a lot, you know, and then you know asking, you know, pushing out questions, pushing out sort of ways for them to start critically thinking about, you know, why are they here? How are they feeling? Right? You've been, you know, you've been, you know, looking at these beauty things. How are you feeling about yourself right now? You know, they're kids. They're not going to answer, but it's going to be in their head. Um, So I think there's a lot of ways uh, that we have to think about um, social media because it is, it is devastating, and we've seen it, you know, uh, firsthand. Our our youngest um, during the pandemic had a, you know, TikTok account that got up to like I don't know, hundred and some odd thousand uh, followers, and um, they came to us and said, "I'm shutting it down. It's it's too much pressure. I'm I'm not feeling good about myself, but also, you know." People were reaching out to them saying, oh, you know, you saved my, literally saved my life the other night by being honest about these things that's going on in your, you know, in your life, uh, you, you know, your sexuality, your, your gender fluidity, all this sort of stuff. And it just, the pressure uh, it can put on kids is, is overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the word, the word uh, pressure and, mm-hmm. and, and it is, it's, I mean, there's so many interesting things. Like we're talking about, uh, I want to find that data point. If anyone can find it for me, that actually shows that they're pretty much like on at midnight and, and late into the, into the early, late into the early mornings, if that makes sense. Um, but we spoke about, you know, bullying and, and, and body dysmorphia and, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but there's also the fact that, that what has happened is, um, I would almost call it. I, I'm now thinking of new um, of new names uh, into the breach. I love that phrase, by the way, from you. Um, mm-hmm. But but the I think it would be the vanilla vanillarizing of our children, right? Um, it yeah. is it is the fact that they've become vanilla. Um, uh, I always use the quote. It came from um, um, Jeremy Tucker, who at the po- at the time was the CMO of Planet Fitness. Um, and, um, and he said, the thing about vanilla, you know, the th- this was the quote, uh, the thing about vanilla, it's the most popular flavor, um, but no one will drive across town for it. Um, and um, that's what's happened to our kids. They don't want to stand out. They don't want to stand out. They can't afford to stand out. So they, they just are, uh, they've lost their individuality. I mean, I'll even give you give you an example. Um, you know, the our, our like, and, and this is like it's a weird one. You know, my daughter, um, not my it's it's not my daughter. It's all college kids. It's all high school kids. So all the high school kids they graduate, and uh, maybe it's a Westport thing. I don't know. And they all smoke a cigar, so they all have the cigar, right? So it's like the thing that they all do. Okay, that's cute. Whatever. So you got your cigar. Um, all these college kids now, they go out and they get a photographer and they get a photo shoot and they go in with their circle of friends and they do one photo of throwing their, you know, their caps in the air. And then there's like one photo, which by the way is a stunning photo. It's the most magnificent photo. It's, it's worth blowing up. It's beautiful of them all spraying champagne. Um, but they all do it. They all yeah. do it. It's all just the damn same. 
It's like check, 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 check. You know, actually, one of my daughter's friends um, there, she's at um, at Penn, and they've got the beautiful love, you know, the the, the love sculpture, L O V E, and so they're all sitting, and you know, somehow they've all climbed onto, and they're inside, you know, the O and and everything. So all these girls in their white dresses are just kind of it's it's at least original because. You know, you don't have that love sculpture at every college. But if you did, they'd all do that too. So you've got this vanillaization and the fact none of them want to stand out. They all just want to blend in. They all just want to fit in. And 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 to me, that's the biggest that's the biggest crime. Is that and it and it's it's also completely ironic because they all want to be Charlie D'Amelio too. Right there is a study that says they want to go viral for for doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yet yeah, for doing something the, the same thing as someone else. Yeah, the av- um, the average child today, you know, doesn't want to become a firefighter, uh, you know, a an astronaut or whatever. They want to become a social media influencer. There's a study that's probably about a year old that actually states that that's what they want to do. They want to become famous. Uh, some yeah. of them even famous for be, for just being famous. But right. even if you look at, there was an article, I can't remember where it was, I'll have to look it up. I mean, just recently about, you know, look at sort of the behind the scenes of being one of those social influencers and the, and, you know, how they are, how they are manipulated, you know, uh, these kids and how then, you know, all these, you know, their little TikToks are manipulating us as well, right? That, you know, putting, you know, are, you know, these little 13 year old kids, um, are they in a relationship? Oh, yes. And, you know, it's just, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's makes me worry <laughs> quite a bit, actually, in terms of, um, well, he has, he has, he has another idea. So, idea number two, um, is, that your your steps in the day should buy you time. Mm. So imagine, I mean, of course, that someone can stick their yeah. phone in, in the washing machine, but for the most part, your actual physical steps should actually be able to be connected to the amount of time you spend on social media. And, and you know, uh, we've seen... Um, Rini, you've probably seen this as well. The um, uh, they won, uh, I think it won a, a can um, lion. Um, it was probably, I think it was like Swedish or something like that. Or I've I've heard the case study that uh, to try and get people to slow down. Um, oh yeah, you know this is the one where they replaced the numbers with smiley faces. Mm-hmm. You know, so like uh, like a, a visible you know indicator of bad or good behavior. Um, but having a timer on on your on your phone, a permanent timer, uh, I mean, I can see already good and bad, right? You don't want the anxiety of like, oh, two minutes left. Um, right. But but like, you should be able to at least have that as an app or a choice that actually gives you an idea of how and much time you have left. And let's not, you know, be disingenuous about the fact that everything we're talking about with kids affects us as well. You know. We're all, I mean, as a woman, I totally um, feel, you know, can feel when I've spent too much time, you know, looking at uh, Instagram or this or that and the whataboutism or why, why, why them and not me, this, this, I mean, we're human, right? It, it, It naturally comes up. And so if you think we have a problem, you know, dealing with this, um, and, and the mental health issues that come along with it, you know, then you know that the, the kids are having, you know, three or four times as hard. But we have to recognize it in ourselves as well. well I will tell you that according to AI, uh, you as a warrior, um, that is, you know, I love using MidJourney as I have done now for all the, the alpha beta speakers because um, I didn't get permission i mean even i knew francine hardaway who francine definitely got the 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 rotten end of the stick because i uh, because i i made her into yoda she is yoda but but she got 
you know, she got she got depicted with Yoda's ears and everything, and she just responded on Twitter by going, eek. Um, <laughs> but, you know, some cases it is what it is, you know, like kind of yeah. like, you know, I I think AI knows something we don't that, that pulls out, um, you know, AI decided to uh, depict you as, um, in fact, uh, one of my good friends responded by going, so amazing that you were able to get pink uh, as your first speaker. So, <laughs> um, so there you are. You, you, you are pink. Um, yeah. But um, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, a little, it's a little tangent, but actually a kind of a cool one that, that actually allows AI to play this playful role if you allow it to, Ooh. you know, um, instead of trying to be perfect – which AI has done too with, with all these avatars. Um, I mean, look at both of us right now. We're both avatared yeah. uh, at the moment. Um, but, but the self-deprecating, if you can be self-deprecating, even better, uh, or at least just open to interpretation. I mean, this, ironically, I know we're going on a segue on a segue, is the power of the metaverse, actually, that allows you to be someone not someone you're not, but someone that you could be or just an alter ego and do it in a kind of, um, in a fun way because life is so damn serious. Why not have a little bit of fun? So I kind of- And I think there's something, you know, very positive uh, and powerful about it in a way. If you think about, you know, the the early days of Instagram where the kids would have Finstas, right? The sort of- the 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 accounts they show their friends and the account they show their parents where they are two vastly different people, but with avatars you sort of have a way to express yourself um, with with visual cues that actually make you feel better about yourself. Uh, you know, the, about what five years ago, um, every woman was told to do this superwoman pose before they got on stage. You know, to give themselves that that sort of lift. Um, now all we have to do is, you know, create, uh, yeah, the warrior woman <laughs> version of myself uh, as you have. And sort of that gives you this sense of um, what's my role here today. Okay. Well, my role is to, is to sort of be this person that, you know, you know, fights for this, uh, you know, in a, in a good or in a good way. But, and but, so, but again, um, like just, just thinking about ideas, like whether we self govern and self regulate or whether the platforms do it, like we should have the ability to create our avatars that are split screen, you know, that yeah. are, that are, that, that, that always say, and, 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 and just to be a little bit more provocative about it, what if it was actually a prerequisite that said, you know, at best, half of your screen is the avatar and half is the original picture, undoctored and unaltered. So it's almost like this idea, or at least have the ability that when you mouse over it or click on it, you can see the original, which can either be a choice or not a choice. I mean, the point is um, there are foolers out there, right? There are people that project the perfect life. I mean, we... We talk about mental health. Okay, so let's just talk about this for a second. You know, what was his name? Twitch. Um, right. You know, he had the perfect life. He was so happy, you know, touch some grass, reach out to some random person, not random, reach out to someone and ask how they are. That's actually all, you know, I, I don't want to say it's all bullshit, um, but actually that's not the problem. The problem is that Twitch was forced to project that because that was that was the lane that he was in and he right. didn't have a choice you know and so it wasn't it, it wasn't we don't know what's going on behind the scenes uh, nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes the problem is that we are being forced to you know this is the world of celebrity and we are all celebrities right uh, we just may have a base, a fan base of zero <laughs> or, you know, or one or a million, you know, and, 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 you know, like if you try and unpack this, like I see the whole continuum, right? How many people have bought fake followers anyway? But, but the point is once you are now thrust into that limelight, you are forced to play a role. You are now, you are now a puppet and you are being, and, and the question is who is the puppeteer? And it is the platform. The platform is the puppeteer. Yep, absolutely. And therefore, um, 
anything uh, I, you know, I mean, kudos to Congress for trying to step in in their own clueless, you know, <laughs> inefficient way. Um, but the people that have to act are us, the citizens, the denizens, the, you know, and, and, and I wonder what role actually the big brands can play in the big corporations because they can play a role. They have the to play a role. I mean, I, yeah, they have to play a role in so many ways. Um, you know, and, and I could get on my high horse about this and, and, and talk about it for hours, so I won't. But I do believe that, you know, corporate social responsibility is has to be a much bigger arena for companies to play in. It's not just about, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, they you know, put their recycle paper anymore, or, you know, it is about how are, how are we hurting, right? Uh, our culture and what are we going to do about it? I mean, it's such a, of course, <laughs> the almighty bank plays a, plays a huge role. Well, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, if, uh, if companies would say until these, rules are put into place or these practices are put into place we're not going to give you our advertising dollars um yeah i I would like i wonder and i'm thinking out loud here i mean we've seen companies like you know patagonia step up with respect to saving the world and we've Mm. seen dove step up with respect to saving you know a body image or at least you know all the lies and the retouching etc you know campaign for real beauty has a company actually stepped up and created almost their platform and purpose around, you know, uh, around uh, social media toxicity slash child safety, mental health with respect to social media platforms that you're aware of? No, uh, no not that I'm aware of. And if they have, you know, uh, it's been either too subtle um, you know, or a gimmick. Uh, so it hasn't lasted long enough or it's been too subtle that it hasn't really been picked up and, and sort of talked about. Um, there's there's an opportunity. Uh, but of course, why haven't they? Uh, because there's a beautiful, uh, first of all, it's not in their interest. Uh, there's a conflict of interest. Yeah, their yeah. self-interest is to continue advertising uh, on them. Um, and uh, you know the dopamine the dopamine dealers um it's um it's really interesting and i think that um and by the way he has another idea or another thought um which is we the parents need to lead by example which means that if our kids are going to be subject to their time being conditioned based on their steps well, then we too, we should too and or we should also have our um, social media curtailed at a certain time. I mean, why wouldn't we? Um, I can tell you that I, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you what my screen time is. Um, I am oh, not God. being. I'm yeah. not being as productive as I could be when I'm. What are they? I mean, and they call it doom scrolling, but you know what I mean. It's like there's another word for it. It's just when you just get into this habit and you just tick, you know, TikTok and Instagram reels and you're just watching, 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 watching. And, um, and look, I can understand if it's at the expense of watching, you know, I don't know, 72 and sunny in whatever in Philadelphia or whatever the hell that shows, you know, like if, if I was spending an hour watching television and now I'm online, I can make a case at least to say, well, you know, it's a zero sum here. Um, but when you really are, now um stepping back and away from um human interaction social like real connection physical activity it's a big problem and mm. um you know and 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 i i mean i stand behind i absolutely stand behind in this case the surgeon general and um and think that this should be a very powerful, if anything, bipartisan focus right now. Um, and I think it might be because we don't know. You know, if you look a little, if you just see that one line in there, nobody actually knows at this point. 
we don't even know what the implication is of these phones in our lives long term. I mean, it's been still that, that, it's still that early. I mean, thank goodness we don't put the phones to our ears anymore. Um, but remember, <laughs> there was a big fear about that, or at least some of us do still. Uh, but for the most part, um, we've got our AirPods in, and who knows what the hell that's doing to us. Um, so it's like, a, it's, a slippery, it's a slippery slope. Um, so I wanted to just, you know, kind of share those, those thoughts and, um, and, you know, specifically, um, specifically recognizing that um, I think as parents, uh, but also as, as you know, it, it's so funny, I'll just say before Bez uh, steps up, it's, it's so weird, like I have to remind my kids that this is kind of like my business. Like I have to remind them at times that I was on Snapchat two years before they were, and then I just forgot. <laughs> uh, like, you know, like we're not just, we're forced to play this role as as the fogies, you know, as the, oh, you know, dad, mom, you don't get it. You'll never understand whatever. And in a way, what's really happened is we've been disintermediated by these platforms as parents, which is a massive problem. Um, and we're not able at least to have a conversation with them on a level playing field. So until we can establish some credit or credibility, we can't take the battle to our kids. Um, and again, I'm not saying that, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to be, I will say this and then over to you, Bez, it's going to be a joint it's going to need to be a joint collaboration, bipartisan effort from Congress, big business, parents, you know, and all of us maybe combined might be able to take on the platforms. That's how powerful they are. And I just do not see the platforms as allies or leaning into this. I see them absolutely as the enemy. What say you, Bez? Well, I'm going to take a different opinion, uh, 180 degrees. Um, so, <laughs> so much energy to make this a political issue. Maybe we should put that energy in just being more engaged with our children and teaching them, you know, values, what's wrong or right. And I'm not here to toot my horn and, and say, you know, I did it right because, you know, I remember when there was much pressure to to what I thought was too early to give my kids a cell phone and I was convinced to give them a cell phone uh, or I was um, you know uh, you know uh, they they won right uh, <laughs> my wife and my kids won as they ganged up on me because I just thought it was too early to give them a cell phone and and, and you know what we 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 paid the price for that so I just think that you know, we put a lot of energy into, um, you know, trying to make this a political issue. But remember when we, um, when we were growing up, you know, it was TV that was the the evil evil person, right? And gaming, and, don't forget gaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, g gaming. You can throw gaming in there, but I mean, remember when we were teenagers and and. You know, we wanted our MTV and our parents, you know, then there was that, um, what was a uh, Twisted Sister, I Want to Rock, uh, Fight for, you know, anthems right like, right. yeah, I like, rock. yeah, yeah, and uh, anthems for um, the, the right, Fight for Your Right, <laughs> Party, Beastie Boys, and, you know, TV was viewed, you know, as the evil thing there that was the demise of society. Then from there, what would we go to, to, to the phone and from the phone to social media. And now from social media, we've gone to books that were banning books for whatever political reason. And I just think enough is enough. I mean, um, you know, Charles Barkley once said it, right. It's like, um, because, you know, kids look up to their sports uh, heroes and, he said they should look up to their parents. You know, that's who we should be in. And being a, a kid of an educator and being around a lot of educators, the one thing that um, educators see is the lack of engagement from the parents with the, with the kids. Um, 
in their education. That means there's a lack of engagement with them, period. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a totally different stance, disagree that, you know, it is so evil and that uh, we need to make this a political issue. I just think, hey, we just got to, you know, just be more engaged parents. Uh, I'm not saying better parents, you know, because that's a very, uh, you know, that but can be. Another look yeah. on this is, you know, the, every generation has had this discussion. You're right. Absolutely. Um, but culturally, we've always seen it as either or, you know, instead of and. We have to sort of see it as and because it either or it doesn't, you know, parents are never going to be perfect enough to, um, you know, to get it right. The government is never going to be, you know, or corporations are never going to be uh, perfect enough to get it right. It, You know, so it, it uh, putting it in this sort of, you know, either or situation sets us up to fail. I think it has to be, you know, this uh, combined effort yeah I, I just i just think that that's a great i mean look i mean I, I i respect your point of view um i'm just saying that in my my head yeah if if i leave it up to somebody else i mean what do i go around telling my kids you know um you know if you know hey take responsibility for your own actions take you know uh blah 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 and then here i am as an adult trying to blame social media or the government sorry about that but that's not taking um in my opinion that's that's a little disengaged approach but that's just my point of view you know it's like uh and that's my two cents thanks for um giving me some space to um talk about this (laughs) because I just saw a post early this morning from a friend of mine about the book book part. And I was like, this has just come into a a whole bunch of full circle-ness. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I good mean, morning. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate your point of view. And I actually think like w- what I love about the environment uh, is, that, um, is that we have the ability to come up with different points of view um, and, you know, and uh and disagree uh and 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 i i you know my my feedback to you is that is that i actually i i hear what you're saying and i still dis and i disagree with you you know because because uh, and the reason i disagree but beautifully respectfully is that you're not wrong but i think the ship has sailed and i don't think parents have the ability now to take it back you know, I think I think it's it's great for a parent to say I didn't give my kid um, a phone until they were fifteen, but they are quickly disappearing, and soon will be gone. There will not be enough parents that that were able to stand up and stand resolute. You know, they they are the exception, and they are exceptional, uh, but soon they will be gone, and every every year kids are getting uh, these phones earlier and earlier. And so, you know, the idea of touch grass and, you know, I mean, the amount of times I say to my, my kid, do you want to come for a walk? Nah, you know, and it's like, so what do I do? Say, you will come for a walk. And <laughs> you can't do that either, right? So it's like trying to like, oh, let's play a board game. Let's read a book. I mean, I just think the ship has sailed. Um, and I but, think it's- but putting, putting that, uh, the ship has sailed is a great cliche. Uh, Joseph, and it, and it sounds really nice. And now you're putting ownership somewhere else, right? It's easy when you say the ship has sailed to automatically put ownership now at someone else's feet. And I disagree with that approach. I think, you know, and and you know, hey, I, I see your your approach, and I just don't think that that's the solution. I think that. Um, I just, you know, I just want to yeah. say, I want to say, because, uh, sometimes I forget that, that there's also like, there's a, there's like a cafe chat and then there's like the chat in the actual session. Um, and I see Tim was, was commenting. I absolutely love what he said. He said for Twitter, if the goal is to change the culture and be more ethical, then you hire Deepak Chopra as the CEO. If the goal is, is to revenue above all, hire a rockstar sales leader, behavior shows more than rhetoric. I mean, they could have done a dual one, right? They could have had Deepak Chopra and Linda Yaccarino as co-CEOs. Um, but, but of course, you know, uh, 
<laughs> what's the old saying? If my grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bus. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I mean, it's 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 absolutely it's a great conversation as always um, in the collective cafe. Um, and I love the fact that there is, you know, uh, it's, it's more to come, right? Um, that's why we have these conversations on Wellness Wednesday. Um, parents should not shirk their responsibility. Parents should be more active and more proactive. Uh, Bez, you are 100%, uh, 1,000% correct. I just don't know that they can anymore. Um, there are so many issues at play and in play. We'll have to hold over the thought about uh, uh, this this idea of Linda Yaccarino, she another woman being kind of set up to fail uh, by once again the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, the mess created by men. Um, who knows? Uh, we shall we shall carry it forward. Uh, today, one p.m. Um, Dan Lyons, three p.m. Rini Huey Lipton, the Warrior, uh, our first Alpha Beta talk. Um, we need to keep pushing and building this amazing community and platform um, because we are going to change the world and certainly the industry, Web3, by just bringing together the best and the brightest minds. I, I see it, I feel it, I smell it, I taste it, uh, I believe it. Um, and, uh, you know, we do, this, uh, we do this one conversation at a time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.